Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William, the Opinion Update. And I'm still fine, um, Chuck Mockler. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> what pretty, a day. <laughs> pretty rough loss for the Clips. Uh, 122 to 94 was the final score on that one to the Grizzlies. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into that, in case you didn't know, uh, we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Just a couple yes. of best friends and Clipper credential media people. Who uh, bring you locked on clips five days a week? Seven a.m. It comes out You're on the dot for the most part, unless the the podcast service is slow. But you can listen to us very early in the morning if you'd like. Yeah, you can also check for the tweet on Twitter. Yes, there's, there's always a direct way to listen to it. Yep, there, tap 100%. into the mainframe. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we're gonna kick things off, like I said, with a recap of that loss to the Grizzlies. Just the word that keeps coming to mind for me is backbreaking. It yeah. was just. Back what a loss it was! Uh, the way the way that they attacked the defense, the way that they were able to score off of what felt like every single turnover. Uh, but we'll talk about what we liked in that one, as well as what we didn't like. Hint, hint. Excuse a little bit more. Didn't like. But then we're gonna get into a weekend preview for y'all. Uh, so we do have the Bucks at brunch. Oof. Uh, so we're gonna talk about that one. Uh, give you what we need to do well to win that one, as well as what could go wrong. Couple key matchups, and then. We're getting into shavings, which is where we kind of wrap up everything else. There's some more Kyle Lowry to the Clippers talk. I don't know. <laughs> Math, to me, it's just impossible. Uh, but it, it's also Friday day, so we got a Love Mary Quarantine for you, which is, in case you're new to the show, every single Friday we rank something arbitrarily related to the Clippers, and we're either loving it, we're marrying it, or we're quarantining it, which means get it the heck away from us. So all that and more coming up right about now. You are locked on Clippers. Your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, so we have to talk about it, contractually obligated to talk about the Clippers versus Grizzlies game that just happened with kind of a look at what we need to do differently. Yeah. The day that you're listening to this. What we liked in this 122-94 to loss, there's literally only one thing. I think. What do you got? Sur- I'm Surge hit three or four from deep, which was cool. Surge's stroke kind of return. He had 13 and seven. Look, I also like that we limited their attempts from three. All right. <laughs> sure. But that they had only the- 19 <laughs> attempts, which is by design. They yeah. normally take 27. Uh, I mean, they did happen to hit those attempts at like a 55% rate, but still did limit the overall attempts. Uh, you know, Reggie, other than the turnovers, had 12, three and two. I don't know. This was a weird one. This was a horrible uh, one. I mean, Luke Kennard hit a three. Yeah. That was a good time. It was a weird one. So let's just get into what we didn't like. Yeah. Um, oh, Kawhi had seven assists. Kawhi had seven that assists. Nice. Yeah, that, I'm that's gonna, great. I'm going to start with a what we didn't like that is also kind of a what we liked, which is I hope that this game might have shown that Paul George and Lou kind of need to be staggered more. And I say that because there needs to be a more north-south scorer on the court kind of at all times for the Clippers. Mm-hmm. And those two are are best at it right now. Yeah, yeah. And usually, yeah. they. I mean, I feel like they have been staggering one of the other of them a little bit more effectively. Usually, Paul George is the first sub out with Lou yeah. and Zoo coming in. Um, but I agree. Got to keep that up. Like got to keep that up. But we, I mean, what we didn't like about this one, the Grizzlies got every shot that they wanted. Yes, 100%. They only attempted eight mid-rangers outside of the paint. Um, yeah, it, it was difficult. They just played their game. They're comfortable uh, with the floater. Yeah, they shoot. They score 56 points per game in the paint, and they scored 72 tonight. Yeah. Ty Lue on this uh, post game, he said, just letting them get too easy in the paint. 
They got downhill on our pick and rolls all night. We tried to blitz. We tried to zone. They just constantly got into the paint. 72 points in the paint. That's got to be a damn near record. It's not, but it is only like the seventh time someone's done it. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, a lot. And, you know, some of these, were, this they season, were just hitting some really hard shots. I have yeah, to be part honest. of it was that. Like, some of it, I, I mean, I know a lot of people are upset with the effort from the Clippers, which, like, like I alluded to up top, just to lose this way is so backbreaking for a defense. Like, just mentally and physically trying to keep up with a team like this. Yeah, they I got mean, going. We just came off a six-game homestand. We haven't been on the road in a while. This is only the fourth game with a fully healthy Clippers squad uh, in a while. And, like, they had so many points off of turnovers. They ended up scoring 21 points off of, of the fast break. Uh, we had four. That's it. That's like insulting. Yeah, they That's scored insane. 17 points off of our 14 turnovers. We were able to score one point it off just of their seven turnovers. Tonight. If you watch this game, it's just like anytime it came kind of close, we would have a stupid turnover. Like uh, I think it was within seven points or something like that, like in the second. And Lou let a pass go through his legs. Like just couldn't get a hand. That was on later it. than that, yeah. And it was just like any time it was kind of close, it was just it just wasn't. We started the fourth off with a turnover, like yeah, immediately. Directly, yeah. And and the big issue was, right, like we just couldn't shoot our way back into this one. Normally our perimeter play can pretty much keep us neck and neck with teams, even when they're really cooking in the paint. Uh we took our normal amount of threes. We took thirty four attempts. That's what we average on the season. We just only shot thirty five percent. Uh so we just <laughs> We just couldn't get out this time. Tyus Jones had a career high against us. Yeah. He was their highest score with 20 points. Valanciunas had 16 and 15. Six Grizzlies players in double digits with two guys at nine. Yes. We alluded to this in the game preview. That I mean, it's a tough team to guard in that it's spread out, man. Like they had, you know, they only had one scorer in 20 points despite beating us by damn near 30. Like it's so spread out. They had one more score in 20 points than the Clippers did. Kawhi had a team high 17. Uh, Surge and PG both had 13. Reggie Jackson had 12, which, you know, we got an efficient Reggie game, but I don't know. This one was just, this one just felt like a kick in the gut. You know, we gave him momentum for what has to happen tonight when the people listening to this, to get the win against the Grizzlies. <laughs> what needs to be fixed? I mean, we got to just keep get them out of rhythm a little bit better. Yes. Um, Physicality. Ty Lue talked about that post game too. Yeah. Like, we got to be physical with them. I, I mean, I'm hoping that the guys have their legs back under them. It's going to be difficult. I mean, the Grizzlies just looked so fresh tonight. Um, yeah. Like, really just they looked explosive. Ready to go. They looked quick. Um, so I, I think that that's going to be difficult. But, yeah, just – just trying to make things difficult, getting them out of their rhythm. They can't be feeling it like that, you know, like a, especially a, a team that's a young team like this that wants to play fast, that wants to um, push the pace. I mean, it's just you give them that kind of confidence and it's it's going to be a long night. And they have a whole game of that confidence already, which sucks so bad. <laughs> they I, have I would say I'm worried about it. like this is as bad as it could go on the first night of a yeah. back-to-back. That's a homestand for the opposing team, yeah. right? I mean, I think Kawhi and Paul George, one of them will bounce back. One of them's going for 30. Yeah, Absolutely. for sure. Which will be good to see. I don't think Bev shoots two of seven again. Um, you know, there were some anomalies in this one. We hit, like, that's what's hard about this, right? Like, in the in the first half of this game, 
we got a lot of open threes. The chances were there, we just weren't hitting anything. Yeah. So the way that the offense needs to change, like the offense doesn't have to change a ton if the shots are falling early. If not, then let's get more aggressive and be in the paint. But I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just, no, we saw, it's hard to figure out what to change because part of it was just missing open shots tonight. Yeah. I mean, we saw a glimpse of it and we got into the bonus with what, like eight minutes left in that fourth quarter. Yeah. The I small mean, ball lineup looked okay when it came out. Yeah. I mean, we were able to cover up some ground in the third there. Yeah. Um, it just wasn't, it ultimately just wasn't enough. Yeah. I mean, maybe just playing north south a little bit more aggressively, like you said. Um, trying to get to the line a little bit more. I don't know. I don't think completely <laughs> altering our game is necessarily... Yeah, we're not going to win by being like, we're going to throw this out of instead. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, if the threes really, if we really can't make it happen again, but I'm also kind of a proponent of, like, just having guys shoot through it. Like, what else are you supposed to do? Yeah, exactly. Not what take the shot? <laughs> yeah, I mean, pass like, it I, up. I don't know how that's, like, any more, um, how, how that's any better, really, me- like, mentally or long-term for a player. What's your prediction for this? Um, this week, This weekend starter. Oof. I think we take this one. I think we might end up dropping the brunch game. That's fair. We'll talk about later. Sure, talk about. Yeah, I think the defense will look relatively the same, which will maybe frustrate some people, but I don't think the Grizzlies will shoot as well as they did. Yeah, we ran out some zone today. We've only played zone on like three percent of our of our defensive <laughs> yeah. possessions, and we had we, tried we were grasping for there. straws. <laughs> I mean, we were trying, like you know, I promise you, we tried. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Let's hope they can get it done on Friday. Coming up, we're going to be previewing that brunch game against the Bucks. But first, gotta talk to you about BetOnline.ag. Gasta. I've been uh, doing pretty well in random college basketball betting, which has been good. And the only place I trust with my college basketball winnings is Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, so we're back at you with the Clippers weekend preview. We're taking on the Bucks at brunch. I don't like – it's probably because the Clippers just got shellacked, but I don't like how this one feels, <laughs> um, if I'm being honest. Oh, I mean uh- – I mean, absolutely agree. The Bucks are either going to come in on a four-game win streak or having one three of four, depending what happens when they play the Pelicans on Thursday night, which is when we're, we're recording this. Uh, Drew Holiday was doubtful for the Bucks versus Pels game due to health and safety protocols, but we play him on Sunday, so he's probably going to end up in that game. Still listed as out on ESPN, but yeah, who knows? Yeah. Um, what we need to do well in this one is the defense needs to be borderline at its best for this game. The Bucks average the second most points uh, in the league. They are sixth in three-point attempts per game and fourth in three-point percentage, so they're getting them off at a very high clip, and they're going in. They have five guys averaging between four-and-a-half to five-and-a-half three-pointers a game, so it's kind of like the Grizzlies where it can kind of come from anywhere, right? Like, if two of these guys gets hot and the other ones just shoot average, Definitely. you're kind of getting a barrage. They're eighth in assists per game. They might not be playing like they want to just overall this season, obviously. Mm-hmm. But on the offensive end, um, 
they've been taking care of the ball. 12 turnovers per 100 plays, which is good for six in the league. So we just – this is a huge test for our defense. And there's the brunch stuff to go along with all of it. Absolutely. Uh, we – Need to hit our threes early. It'd be yes. great to see the basket. The Bucks give up the third most threes in the entire league. On average, they're allowing opponents 39 attempts, nearly 40 attempts from three. Uh, we usually only take like 34, like I said earlier, but it would be great to see some shots go in. Um, definitely make that defense have to think, have to work a little bit harder. Yes. And teams are shooting really well against them. They're <laughs> it's averaging, so weird. Yeah, I, they're <laughs> averaging like 38%. I don't understand this. I, I don't know. This is like our defense, but with threes instead of floaters, which seems like a much worse idea. <laughs> I, right? Like. I just, from a purely logical standpoint, I don't know why that's the shot that you would give up the most. I tr- like I cannot, Yeah, I agree. I truly cannot fathom it. I cannot wrap my head around it. If you get it, go ahead. Call me an idiot on Twitter. I will up that. <laughs> that's Bud's ball, baby. You know, that's what he's doing. Um Second unit playing well would be nice. Got to carve out an advantage on right? the second unit. Yeah, Clipper Killer DJ Augustine might be out of this one. Uh, I this Bucks team just cannot hang with our depth. Uh, they just they just can't do it. We need to win any minutes that like both starters are sitting, or because uh, one of the three will be out there if um, if Drew ends up playing. So. We got to win any minutes when there's only one all-star on the floor uh, <laughs> yeah. for the Bucks. Very good and point. We have to tread I mean like we have to tread water at least when when both teams only have a single all-star on the floor. Yeah, And for then we sure. should be winning any other minutes. We were just talking about how they need to ex- expand maybe the all-star rosters. There's still a lot of all-stars. Yes. When you're playing these good teams, it's just like kind of absurd. Yes. Um what could go wrong in this one? If our perimeter shooting isn't there from anyone other than Paul George, it'll be a tough go, kind of like we just talked about. Um, And the restricted area, now that we played the Grizzlies, is a very large area of concern. Yeah, yeah, we got to keep them out of the restricted area. Like this is which, like, goddamn, this isn't a team that's happy to shoot in the mid range. Uh, yeah, like, you know they have guys who can do it. They have Middleton, they have Holiday, but it's not as much of a part of this team's DNA. Um, just need to like force them to be uncomfortable and put up floaters. Um, you know they're they're happy to shoot above the break threes. They're not hitting like an absurd percentage, but they are happy to take them. And I mean we can't give up those kind of shots. Uh, they haven't been as, as efficient in the corner. Yeah. Uh, so maybe kind of forcing them into those zones and, you know, making them take floaters. But you just you got to keep them out of the restricted area, like, or we're just going to get eaten alive. Whew. Anything else that could maybe go wrong? I think that's enough. That's a lot. What more do you want to go wrong? <laughs> uh, key matchups in this one Kawhi versus Giannis. Yeah. From a physicality standpoint, I'm really not sure who other than Paul George will be tasked with guarding Giannis, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They'll probably put Nick Batum on him for some possessions. They'll probably do some different stuff. I want to see Kawhi on Giannis, I guess. I'm trying to put this out there. We'll see. I mean, I'd I'd like to see it for some possessions. If it's a close game, we definitely will see it. Um, I'm curious. I I think that watching uh, Drew and Pat go back and forth, if Pat ends up playing in this one, could be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Is Pat maybe going to sit out? Ty Lue, not ominously, pretty much 
kind of flat out. He phrased it in a way where I didn't know if he meant it was going to be all back-to-backs, but he said when they when Pat Bev sent out the last one, he was like just an effort to keep Pat Bev out of back-to-backs. Yeah. I didn't know if that meant if that's like a strict thing. So we might like not play in thing. the Memphis game, but I, I would hope would be available yeah. for the Bucks. Yeah, game. sorry, I was talking about the Memphis game. Um, uh, so, yeah, we'll have to see what happens with that one. But I think that's a fun matchup. Curious to see, like – Paul George, what what he's gonna look like on Middleton? Like this is just a you know, this is a team that has three verifiable all stars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's you know it's gonna be fun to see how we match up against them defensively, especially when all season our defense really has been a few clicks behind where the offense is. What's weird too is, you know, if the Bucks had a better record, Giannis would be getting a lot more MVP talk. He's averaging twenty eight, twelve, and six. No one can win three in a row. I know they can't, but they're not even like talking about him doing it sure. and the numbers yeah. are pretty crazy for sure uh the center matchup's gonna be big uh surge if surge can stretch the floor actually that'll be awesome um and i wonder if we'll go small on this one yeah i don't we know we did it against the jazz which in my head i'm like seems crazy but gobert was out there so <laughs> the bucks are a big ass team yes definitely but uh we'll see what happens and then another one uh reggie and lou versus bryn forbes little out there maybe but Bryn Forbes is shooting 47% on four and a half threes a game. He cooked us one time when he was still on the Spurs. <laughs> yeah, like he can hurt our backup guards. Ty Lue's been staggering Reggie and Lou and Kawhi and Paul George well, so hopefully he won't get loose. I don't know. How are, how are you feeling about this one? It's hard to digest what just happened against the Grizzlies and then think about playing against a team that is, no disrespect to the Grizzlies, perhaps on a different level ability wise yeah i mean looking at the noon game i um i hate i hate the term scheduled (laughs) loss but uh it's a little what this one is feeling like i agree with that i'm looking for a big game from surge in this one also how is it a nooner and we're not even playing at staples why do right, other yeah. teams? Why do other teams even have nooners? Why are they? Yeah, why are they playing this afternoon game in Milwaukee? Um, I think the Clippers pull this one out. All right, believe it when I see it. I will too, but I believe it a little bit more right now, so it's gonna be interesting. Um, we hope that happens. We'll have a recap for you uh, of that game on the Monday show, of course. Coming up, we're gonna be talking Kyle Lowry to the Clippers and playing a classic love Mary quarantine. Okay, so we're back. With shavings, I mean, I think I, you put it perfectly. The Kyle Lowry rumors are going to be circulating right now. After They're heavy. A big loss. Uh, so, so what do we got? And it's ba- so. Here's the funny thing: uh, Keith Pompey of the Philadelphia Inquirer, which sounds like a made-up. Oh, he's a great reporter. Though. I know he's a fantastic reporter, but it just anytime I see Inquirer, the National Inquirer really ruined that for yeah. a, a legitimate establishment. Philly Inquirer is legit, though. No, that's what I'm saying. Uh, the Inquirer you know, ruined it for these people. Except for the National Inquirer. <laughs> um, he reported, a league source says the Raptors want to reward Lowry, Lowry excuse me, for his years of service by helping him secure an opportunity to win another NBA title that would help his legacy. That's where the Sixers, Heat, and Clippers come in, sources say, though things are far from definite at this point. You know, this talk was happening a little earlier in the season. People really wanted Kyle Lowry. Um, I just don't think we have what would be necessary to give up for Kyle Lowry. Or and losing those pieces, like it's it so hurt us. funny that it's these teams because, like, I, I mean, the Heat. I'm sorry, I just I'm not seeing them even making a finals this year. Uh, Sixers, 
no way they can afford Kyle Lowry unless they're giving up Ben Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Clippers also no way they can afford Kyle Lowry. Like the math just does not work unless they're gonna what they're gonna wave and stretches last year. Like yeah, as a, as a favor to Kyle Lowry to get him on a team and give him up for nothing. I just I'm not seeing it. Yeah, the is what I'm saying. And the way the way the money I mean Bev Mook and Fee works for money, but the Raptors what do they do with that? It, yeah, is that enough? Absolutely not. I just don't He's ima- not a young asset. Yeah, I just don't imagine that being enough to get it done. And they've if, already if the asking price is that low, I would just think another team with even more cap space yeah. would kick the tires on this. Well, and they're already admitting that this season's a loss. Yeah. By by this report coming out. Yeah. If this report is true. So they're not going to be competing next year because you don't trade away Kyle Lowry and then think, well, next year we're going to be great um, if you're the Raptors. So, like, Patrick Beverly, I think, has no value for them. Yeah. He really doesn't. Marcus Morris, maybe just because he's locked up. For a few more years, he's serviceable. He can shoot. You know, like that off. He can play. Could he use can play shoot- Raptors Yeah, they could use the shooting. Basketball. Like, defensively, gritty dude. But I, th- Fee, I think that he would fit in a Nick Nurse system. Fee's not going to do anything in that system he's not even an attractive asset he's not even locked up for another year because we didn't pick up his option yeah well can another team pick it up or not once it's past a certain day unclear i'm gonna be totally honest i have no idea gotcha um but no i just don't think i mean yeah this would make so here's the funny thing is that if they did bev mook and fee i would have a hard time saying totally no to that because that's so low that we'd be losing mook that would be horrible right yeah, that would suck. But if it's these three, you're like, well, I mean, I guess. But it's, it can't be these three. I don't know, man. I, I still think that it's hard to estimate the loss of Patrick Beverly to this team. And while I do love Lowry, I, I mean, I think that, sure, in a, like a one-to-one comparison, he's the superior player. I don't know if we're fully considering – how difficult it would be to work in a new starting point guard who demands his ball more yeah after, not a bunch at like the trade deadline yeah for sure someone said they wouldn't mind trading pat bev because of the health thing i mean so that's been my thing all season long the only trade to me that makes sense if you're moving pat bev is you think you have someone who's gonna have more longevity i don't know that kyle Lowry's that dude he's only played three more games than pat bev okay this year yeah <laughs> i looked which you know isn't that many. And they, I, I'm 99% sure the Raptors and Clippers have played the same amount of games. Or it's like one game off. So I think the health thing is a kind of non-argument for this particular trade. Yeah. Especially if we're giving up depth at another spot. Right? Like, Kyle Lowry might be healthier than Patrick Beverly, but losing Marcus <laughs> Morris and not having any depth behind Kawhi PG Batum... I mean, you have to get a buyout candidate. I feel like in this scenario, or Patrick Patterson is more. <laughs> yeah, like you have to get a. You also have to get a buyout candidate in this scenario if you're sending that much out. I don't know, like, like I just without a young asset, I just don't like none of these. And like, not Terrence Mann. I don't want Terrence Mann to go. Yeah, I mean, like you were saying, like just right now for the Raptors' trajectory, none of these players that we're offering really fit in with what they're trying to do long term. Yeah. So who knows? But like. Uh, like Keith Pompey said, of the fantastic Philadelphia Inquirer. Uh, Flawless Philly Inquirer. I wouldn't, I'm not going <laughs> to agree with that because newspapers used to be crazy. Um, 
Things are far from definite, so we'll see what happens. But let's get into the fun stuff. Let's end this Friday show on a fun time because Thursday night was not a good one. Um, we're playing Love, Mary, Quarantine. This is an Updike special. What do we got? All right. So after we heard the heartwarming story of Ty Lue <laughs> yeah. playing a college highlight during a film session to show Zoo how to finish. Yeah. Got me thinking, what are some other... <laughs> Coach Ty Lue, Dude. motivational moves. These are some unconventional coaching tactics that he brings to the team. I love that he was just like, hey, Zoo, this is how you dunk, buddy. <laughs> just showed him the video I'll yamming you, on I'll show somebody. you a finish. All right, so what do we got? All right, uh, we have the step over drill. Okay. Uh, so Ty Lue, one by one, makes each clipper get stepped over. Ala, the the AI step over, we all know. Yeah. It starts as a great exercise and, you know, humility. Is and he crossing teamwork. them up? Yeah. No, okay. he's just stepping over them. He's making them sit down and step yeah. over. All right, got it. <laughs> it starts as a great exercise in humility and teamwork. It eventually devolves into a braids wigged Ty Lue just yelling, You got your meme, I got the chip. So he starts getting he starts taking it a little too personal. It gets a little And he's wearing a wig from when he used to play. <laughs> no, he's wearing an Alan Iverson wig. <laughs> oh yeah, man. This has so many levels. All right, let's see. What do we got next? Uh Clumps Dunks. Okay. It's where uh Ty Lue makes uh the Clippers. Hit a layup line in fat suits while he uh, practices his stand-up. Some women be shopping. Yeah, similar to the Dave Chappelle bit during in the yeah. hilarious Nutty Professor. That's a good one. Uh, what else we got on the board here? Last one, uh, shooting drills with okay. a twist. Ty said that he does not like hesitation when guys are in a shooting slump. He said that in pregame against the Grizzlies on Thursday. So for this drill, if you hesitate... The drill is stopped. You hear the whistle. Everything is stopped. And Ty Lue takes something out of the player's locker and then shoots it with birdshot. <laughs> he puts it into the thing. He makes, the weird part is he makes Chuck the Condor throw it up. And then he shoots it with birdshot. Oh, man. Don't hesitate. <laughs> so what are you loving, married and quarantining? Um, oh, okay. Uh, I'm loving Clumps Dunks. It seems, that one seems like a, like a, you know, Fun, like they they went on a win streak. Things are fun. Yeah, let's have a good time. Every clipper in a layup line in a fat suit, I think, is pretty funny. With yeah. Tyloo roasting them, it's the least intense of these three, I would say. <laughs> it is. That being said, <laughs> I gotta marry the step over drill. This one seems fun. I just think turning your pain into a you know a, a useful teaching moment. But then is... the pain comes back. <laughs> is know. what it seems like. I know. All right, and then you're quarantining shooting drills. No, I'm actually gonna co. I'm gonna co marry that because. I <laughs> I think it's really funny that if you hesitate to shoot, he will shoot he will something sh you love. He'll shoot one of your things. I feel like this is It'd a be tactic. so funny if it was just one shoe. It might at. be. He's just grabbing he's just grabbing whatever out of the locker. Your cell phone? Yeah. Well, so that's there'd be a no phones rule. He wouldn't No, like. I think phone is pretty funny. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm loving I'm loving shooting drill because it feels like something that would have happened to me with a coach back home. Yeah. This is a Montana coach thing. Yeah. Should be like, oh, you want to play? Also, I'm going to shoot your tire out. And of course your coach has a gun on the premises. Oh, it's, yeah. It's a pretty common practice. Practices were pretty safe, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, I'm going to marry Clumps Dunks because that's a fun time. This just seems like a fun team bonding thing. It does. Yeah. Uh, and then I think I have to quarantine the step over drill because <laughs> okay. I just think that's, that's an episode that's not forgotten. <laughs> and I think it might lead to grudges. <laughs> Look, I think that iron sharpens iron is what I'm trying to say here. I don't know if I follow that all the way, <laughs> but we'll see if he incorporates it. Anything else in shavings we want to talk about? 
Uh, no, man. This is, uh, it feels good to have a laugh after a tough loss. Yeah, we recorded this on Thursday night also, so hopefully Friday will be a good time. Yeah, yeah. Let's hope the Clippers can bounce back against the Grizzlies. Absolutely. You know, let's let's hope we can see a stronger kind of brunch showing than we've seen so far against a good team. I mean, I think that'd be... That could be a huge win for this team. Be a good time. Uh, Monday's episode, we're going to have a recap of that Clippers versus Bucks game and talk about the Grizzlies game. Hopefully, if we lose the Grizzlies game, we're probably not going to talk about it. Um, the Freshies, as well as a Luke Kennard progress report, yes. which I'll tell you what, again, not a whole lot of stuff on it so Looking far. Good. Two games left to get that figured out. And then whatever else happens between now and then in Clippland, well, where can these fantastic people listen to us or tell their friends listen to us at 7 a.m. if they want, Monday through Friday? Uh, you can check us out on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers if you're trying to do things hand-free. Uh, please subscribe if you haven't already. It really helps us out no yes. matter what platform you're listening. Uh, if you are listening on iTunes or the podcast app, hey, leave a rating and a review. We'd love to know what you think of the show. Yeah. 100%. Thank you all so much. I have been Positive Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you.